0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-driven, crowd-funded feature where we respond to your questions on political philosophy, history, culture, economics, geopolitics, and all those things that matter to us in our common life as citizens. And today's question comes from Andre, and he says, we often hear this phrase, innocent civilians targeted by terrorists. But he says, since civilians live under a government, aren't we all really complicit in government policies whether or not we voted for this particular administration? He points out that in wartime the Allies in World War II did bomb German cities deliberately targeting civilians. So he asks whether this is a distinction that makes any sense, the city of innocent civilians. And I take his point but I disagree profoundly and here is why. First of all, Let's be clear that terrorism is actually the targeting of civilians to try to change government policy. If people are going out assassinating government officials, that's not terrorism. And I don't say that to excuse it. It's just a matter of identifying things properly. A guerrilla war might be a justified thing. Assassination of government officials might be a justified thing under some circumstances. Under others, it's profoundly evil. And to give the, here we go with Godwin's Law, but. Example, when would it be justified to assassinate a government official? Well, suppose that you lived in Nazi Germany and there is no peaceful means of dissent. You live under a tyranny that is carrying out very evil acts. And I know that there might be people like Gandhi who would say, nevertheless, just passive resistance. But I'll tell you what, if I had Himmler in my sights, I would pull the trigger. But the reason that I think that Andre is right in what he points to, but wrong in the conclusion that he tentatively draws from it is this. Terrorism, being the targeting of civilians to influence government policy, is only possible in an open society. There would be no point in Nazi Germany in assassinating civilians to try to change what Hitler was doing because Hitler was not dependent upon popular support. I'm not saying that Hitler was not, in fact, quite popular at various times in his political career, but he was a dictator. It didn't, he didn't have to face the public in elections. A disaffected public meant nothing to him. It's the same thing if you were in the Soviet Union and you, you, know, you shot somebody in the street to try and get Brezhnev to change his foreign policy. It wouldn't have any effect because Brezhnev's foreign policy was not set by the man in the street. Terrorism is only effective in societies where policy is driven ultimately by the public. And I understand it, you know, a democracy is very frustrating. It'd be very hard to get the right policies in place. You, you guys keep losing elections. It seems like you, no matter who you vote for, the government always gets in, all these considerations. Nevertheless, if a policy in an open society like Canada or the United States or Britain or Australia is sufficiently obnoxious to enough people, it will get changed one way or another, either because of an election or for fear of an election defeat. But because terrorism only works in societies where the government is answerable to public opinion, Terrorism is never justified because in societies where the government is answerable to public opinion, you can change policy by peaceful discussion. Even when a democracy has a bad foreign policy, people will often think, especially on national security, this is a terrible policy. Oh, we're, our government's committing war crimes. But the government can be held to account through nonviolent means. It's only in tyrannies that it is necessary to take up arms to change government policy, and in tyrannies, there's no point in targeting the civilians because they don't set government policy. Under such circumstances, unless you take the Gandhi route, it might well be appropriate to wage guerrilla war of some sort against the authorities, but never to engage in violence against civilians. Now, war is different. You know, The Allied bombing of German cities was intended partly to destroy war production by targeting civilian workers, but also to break civilian morale. It doesn't seem to have been very effective, whereas, of course, the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki put an end to World War II in very short order. But that was partly not because the Japanese government saw that this weapon was going to destroy their war effort. It wasn't really because the people rose up and demanded peace. So there's room for argument on those, but these are wars. These are situations where you have declared armed conflict against another country or civilization or alliance, and made plain that you are going to use as much force as necessary to break them, to destroy their war effort. Terrorism doesn't take place during wars. Terrorism takes place in peacetime. And it's always wrong because it is only possible against societies where it is not necessary to use violence. Again, what you might think of assassination and tyranny is an entirely different matter. But in an open society, everyone's an innocent civilian. Even if they supported a bad policy, they're all firmly pledged to a process of rational debate, peaceful discussion, orderly voting, and the setting of policy by the will of the people. And in that situation, anybody who cannot prevail in open debate has no right to resort to other means. They've just got to try to make better arguments. In a democracy, in a very real sense, everybody's an innocent civilian. So terrorism, is never justified if you're enjoying ask the professor and you'd like to submit a question all our questions come from viewers this url will take you to the appropriate place on my website and if you like the feature please remember everything that i do is crowdfunded except my media work which is on a freelance piecemeal basis there's no salary there are no benefits none of that stuff i'm counting on you to keep my documentaries Ask the Professors, and everything else in production. So, click here, make a pledge, one time or monthly, so that I can continue to bring you Ask the Professor and all the other things that I do. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.